my name is Rob and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends, with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. Have you ever viewed running as a punishment? If so, why would you choose to run later in life? And what happens if you run several hours or dozens of miles each week with the same people? Those are just some of the questions and topics we cover in this month's episode of Real Friends as three friends, Leah, CD, and Gretchen, share their experiences and their insights regarding what they love most and what they find most challenging about running. I hope you enjoy this month's episode of Real Friends. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. Um, so first of all, thank you all for coming together, meeting with me. It's been a challenge trying to get uh, <laughs> together for this uh, podcast, but I think we finally got the right weather. So, um, so the way I thought we could start things out is I'd have each one of you introduce yourself, tell me your name, your age, what you do for a living, and then share something that you're excited about or positive about other than running, because then the majority of what we're going to talk about is going to be running um, centered. So, who wants to start out? So it's what we're excited about as well, not running? Not right. Something in your life. Right, other than, other running, than running, just as, as far as the intro goes, because right. um, the rest of the podcast we'll be will be about running. running. Yeah. You want me to restart the podcast? And no, I'll go the instructions I can go. I know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of what I'm excited I know, I'm excited like, about her outside entire running. life is fine. I was <laughs> my life is running. It's <laughs> uh, true. All right. Okay. My name is Leah Koch. I don't like eye contact, so I'm going to stare <laughs> past you guys. <laughs> I'm 27. I am a second grade teacher here in Kirkwood, and I am working on selling my house right now, so oh. I'm excited to move somewhere new in St. Louis still. Any particular area in St. Louis that you're, you're somewhere going? affordable? Oh, okay. <laughs> Kirk was not not where we're sitting. All right, my name is CD Jell. I am 29. I'm a PhD student at WashU. Um, I am excited about well, I have pet rabbits, so I like anything that has to do with bunnies, and I can talk to you about them for days. <laughs> Um, Gretchen Bruni, I am the oldest of the group at 35. Um, I actually started a new role with the American Cancer Society about two months ago. Um, so that's also something that I guess that I'm excited about. Um, you know, just learning more about American Cancer Society and all the great things that they're doing, but then also, you know, jumping a little more into my role and, you know, learning, learning about more of, of the things I'll be doing. Good. Okay, <clears throat> so let's start at the beginning, running. How'd you get into running? Was it something that you were forced to do, something that you were passionate about? Maybe you started out back in high school, and you just naturally progressed as a runner? Running, how'd you get into it? Um, I'll go. Um, <clears throat> I started, I mean, I ran a lot, obviously, growing up, just playing sports, a lot of soccer. Um, obviously, that's a very running, heavy sport. Um, but I always saw it more as like kind of a punishment, not something that I necessarily like enjoyed doing. 
Um, and then really kind of got out of it in college um, and then jumped back into running here and there. Um, probably around like 2012. Um, but then I started having some foot issues, so ended up getting foot surgery. So obviously didn't return to running for a while. Um, and then I would say probably 2017, 2018, I started thinking about, you know, trying to run kind of every day, more so for just like mental um, clarity as opposed to like the physical, you know, fitness aspect of it. Um, and then really just kind of just kept pushing myself to see, you know, what, what I could do and, you know, how much further I could run, you know, an extra mile a day, you know, stuff like that. But I would say probably at the beginning, it was more just like mental clarity, kind of clear your mind. Um, that's probably why I got started. So did you have anybody back then that you were running with or was it just something you were going to start out solo? Yeah, I was a solo runner. I actually didn't start running with anyone um, until I started training for my first marathon um, in 2019. So prior to that, yeah, I was a solo runner. Um, and then I realized that it's really fun to run with other people and it's definitely a great motivating factor to make you keep going a little bit. So yep. Good. Um, so... Mine's kind of similar to Gretchen's, except I didn't really grow up being very athletic. I always hated PE, and uh, when I graduated from high school, I was really stressed out about going, like, all my college applications. So, stress ate a lot and gained about 20-something pounds of weight, and my parents were concerned. So, my dad just, like, took me outside to the stadium locally, and asked me to run and I, the first day even 800 meters was about to murder me <laughs> uh, so I was like I'm not cut out for this but my dad is a very much like a no bullshit kind of guy so he was like no we're gonna keep doing this so for that whole summer I went from not barely being able to run to I think I run a, a whole a thousand kilometers um, that whole summer and was doing pretty much a 5k every day like rain or shine and by the end of the, the summer, when I went to college, I was back to a healthy weight again. And so I just always knew, you know, fitness is something that it's pretty much free and you can do it whatever you think you are. Like you can find a lot of excuses not to do it, but it's not that hard if you just stay consistent. And then throughout college, I didn't run distance, but I would go for it, you know, three, four miles at once in a while, but it didn't tick up until COVID hit. I just got so bored being inside all the time. I felt like I couldn't concentrate on work. I was losing my mind because I couldn't really hang out with people. So I started um, using the Nike Run Club app. They have all these guided runs and they are different distances, different times. And every run is like a mini podcast except somebody's actually talking to you through the run and that was really helpful so i started running pretty much every day every other day and it went from my furthest run at the time was like a six mile so i went from that to seven eight ten to a point where i thought you know i could do a half and then it just went up from there ever since and then when covid died down a little bit i found big river and started running with people. So that just kind of became who I am now. 
Yeah, pretty similar for me too. I ran a little bit in high school. I actually ran my first half marathon in high school from um, my mom encouraging me. But I really only did one season of cross country and that the half marathon, it wasn't something that I was like prepared for well. It was just kind of like, you know, I was young and, and fit from being a yeah, high schooler. And then I really didn't run much at all in college until my senior year when I decided to get back into it and train for another half. Um, and, you know, running was really hard. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I was really only running like one day a week training for a half marathon, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> um, and my race, you know, I was like a 2.30 half marathon, 2.20 half marathon. So then, you know, I came back to St. Louis and just kept trying to run on my own and somehow found out about Big River, I think on Instagram or something. and. I didn't really like the idea of it because I did. I always ran with my headphones and I didn't want to talk to people running and I was kind of like a little bit like I don't really want to make new friends and just like kind of like closed off. Um, but after one time I was like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. So I ran my first marathon with Big River and then was just totally hooked. I made all these awesome friends that I now hang out with multiple times a week. We have like a Sunday run group and a Tuesday morning and a Wednesday night and Saturday. So my whole life is now just revolving around running and we've gotten to take some trips, the three of us, to run races and <laughs> um, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun and I've seen myself get so much faster and now working with Laura, Phil, Endurance, all, all three of us are all getting faster and stronger, so it's just really motivating and a lot of fun. <clears throat> so what sort of trips have you all taken together in terms of, <laughs> are they all running related? Yeah. yeah. We did, uh, went to Indianapolis and ran the Indy Monumental Marathon, I guess last November. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then, so, okay, backstory, my... <laughs> Um, my boyfriend, he is a pharmacist, and when COVID was full-blown, he couldn't, you know, just work from home or anything, so he was in Quincy, Illinois as a pharmacist, and I decided I was just going to move my work up there from WashU since I couldn't go in anyway, and I stayed in Quincy for a whole year, and that's where I did most of my COVID running which I was totally alone. That town doesn't even have a lot of sidewalk, so it was a interesting experience. Um, but the town was lovely. It's got a lot of great food, a lot of uh, just fun spots, and I always felt like it's such a pity no one else knew about it. So I was like, hey, do you guys want to drive two hours to Quincy to run a race? That was this May. And, and we both just responded, yeah. Like, there, was, there was no, um, there was no, like, there was no explanation of why. There was no like. Here, it was just like okay. Yeah, and so, then we uh, we drove up there the day before, got some really good barbecue, and went to a microbrewery. CD knows all the good restaurants in yeah. Quincy. There yeah. was food involved, so we we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, sign me up. And because it's such a small scale local race, we were all placed in age groups because it's like everyone else was just there to have fun but we were there too, kicking too butt. <laughs> yeah it was actually a really interesting race because Quincy sits you know between Illinois and Missouri so the race involves us going 
across the state line on the river twice with different bridges because the race was called Bridge the Gap to Health. It was like a charity run. And we got to, you know, go between two states multiple times. And it was actually really interesting. Um, yeah, and then we just kind of hung around and got good food and drinks in that area and then came back. Oh, actually, Gretchen and I were just joking about it because that day when we came back, it was pouring. Oh, yeah. And yesterday, Gretchen and I did another 5K in Highland, Illinois, because we needed a 5K at some point, and they had this event called the Kirkenfest. It's like a German Catholic festival. And they had another local crowd running a 5K that we also just went and placed really high because no one else was taking us seriously. Uh, so basically, we just like going to small towns to embarrass the people there. Yeah, and, and they beat them on. It was turf. pouring again yesterday. Yeah, it was raining as well. So <laughs> us in Illinois races equals rain. Yeah. So is uh, food and alcohol is that also an important part of the the race destinations that you all choose? Mostly food. Mostly food. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't care that much about the alcohol, but I also know, like, it's always a fun thing when you get to do it with friends. Yeah. 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 So I think some of us, mainly myself, like to treat ourselves with a drink <laughs> after a race. Um, but none of us are really into drinking, like, before a race, like, a race or anything. Yeah. Oh, that would be tough. <laughs> yeah, that would wow. be... I will always... But nothing yeah. wild. Just a little lunch treat. We um we did do the KD82 together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um with three other teammates. Um so we had so prior to that we had a Wednesday night speed work group called the Swan because it's speed work at night. Swan. Mhm. So our KD we are the Swanettes. Yeah, because we're the we're girls. The lady swans. And then the in the KD82 um, planning phase, Leah came up with the name Ugly Ducklings because we're not swans yet until we finish the race. There you go. Yeah, and it was so funny because we had uh, our teammate David. He um, he's such an interesting guy. He like went to Cabela's and got one of those duck, duck whistles, whistles. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it was just honking every time we you know, transition, and Leah, the teacher, had to tell him, we're not doing the duck whistle in the van. Yeah, he started doing it in the car, and we're like, not in the van! My teacher rule is, that is a great tool for you to use outside. So what's a duck whistle sound like? Like a, like a duck. duck. Like a duck. Yeah. We can take it down to the lake and hold yeah. it up. The KD82 volunteers definitely started to enjoy yep. that, that they, noise, and they're like, you can see them coming down now. Yeah. We can hear them. We all had matching ugly duckling shirts. And like them. there were people that I didn't know were at that relay afterwards when I got to know them. They were like, oh, you guys were the duck sounds group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how'd you all do in that race? In KD82? Uh, I don't know. It was really just for fun. Yeah, I mean, we did yeah. sign up for the competitive, and then we I think we got, like, number 11 in yeah, the mixed, 10 or 11 or mixed yeah. open or something. But, like, we didn't really full-on sprint it, because it was a really hot day. It was hot. And it, we cared more about endurance than anything, because yeah. it was... I think it took us 11 hours and oh, some... That's, didn't they drop one of the legs? They did, yeah. yeah. They dropped one of the legs. Yeah, David's um, leg. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he was we were all salty about that. <laughs> well, um, we had one teammate that 
we didn't really know before. It was a friend of a friend, and he is in the Big River Racing team, gunning for fast times. Mm-hmm. So he ran a lot of six-minute miles that just looked really out of place out of all of us because we were like, wow. Because before the race, Matt mentioned, we're going to have to hustle between stops because the next person could be coming any minute. And then we were like, we're like, wait, what? What? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's four whole miles. <laughs> and, and then he started running all like, oh. Yeah, and I was always after him. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, I felt like I was super rushed because he was so, so fast. fast. So fun fact. So I have a Chorus watch, which has really good battery life. So we strapped my watch to the bib for the team. So it was tracking the entire you know, 80 miles the whole time. And now my watch has such a messed up record <laughs> because of Matt, because he broke all of my PR. Oh, that's Just right. like blew yeah. it out of oblivion. I'm like, well, I, I, I will never get to that place. It's, yeah, I had to tell my watch, ignore this run, don't yeah. count it. Yeah, it was, but it was fun. Like, I think it was definitely, you know, something I think I would recommend doing at least once. Maybe don't do it every year because it is a lot yeah. on your body. It's just fun with the friends and hanging out in the van and it's just like stupid stuff that we all do. It's like, why do we do this? But we all have fun. Like, <laughs> didn't you do it with Joanna one year? Or? I did. Mm-hmm. did it several times, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's thoroughly, I enjoy doing it with a group of runners that I know a little bit, little bit better than just doing it with strangers. It's oh, yeah. a lot more fun. Yeah. So we've also, this year, we've also done a birthday run for each of us. Wow. So CD's birthday was first in like February, right? March. March. And yeah. she's run a half marathon on her birthday every year. So she wanted to do that. Not like a race. We just did a big river training run and we all did a half and CD and I did a fast finish for half training. She bought me a little birthday ribbon. Yeah. You took a photo of it actually. Mm. It was yeah. last week's U wow. City. And then everybody last was um, saying happy birthday to her. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. a little embarrassing. Yeah, but. that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> and then I gave that ribbon to Gretchen when it was. Well, hang on. Leah first. Leah's, my birthday was in April and I was turning 27. Didn't want to run 27 miles, so we ran 27K out in uh, Illinois on the MCT trails. And then we went to Peel Pizza after, so that was super fun. And then, yeah, for my birthday, which July, um, CD gave me the birthday ribbon, so I now have the birthday ribbon. <laughs> um, we So Leah designed a route that would ride out 35. Yeah. Strava art. Yeah, yeah, Strava art. No yeah. 35 miles. Just <laughs> Yeah, no 35 miles. Didn't no want to do that. Um, so we rode out 35, um, and then... It was really. It was only like a four-mile route, I think. Yeah, it was like in Hampton area, so we went to Rockwell Beer Garden afterwards. Yeah, but treated ourselves. Yeah, had a treat, birthday treat. (laughs) Yep. So So what's what's the preferred birthday treat then after a run, successful run, birthday run? Hmm. I mean, we had this like frozen slushy thing on my birthday. Frozen blue. It was really hot. So that was. I think that was a nice yeah. treat. Oh, um, yeah. I like donuts, donuts, coffee, or the pizza that one day. Yeah, the pizza carbs, was good. Yeah. Food. <laughs> yeah, what did Electrolytes. I... Oh, I, I... You guys weren't there, but I went to this place called The Franchise. Is in Wood River, Illinois. It's like between Alton and Edwardsville. Mm-hmm. They have $12 steak specials. 
That was really good. It was only twelve dollars. I'm. It sounds like I'm advertising, but that was all I could think about during my birthday. Was I'm gonna get the steak for twelve dollars? Nice. Yeah, but we've gone to a lot of different restaurants. Sometimes even without running involved. We. Oh, the, we the did chili. a chili day at CD's house. Yeah. <laughs> and what? What was this? Did we run it? We after that was or both. No, so we ran before and after. Well, no, before and during. So before we uh, started the chili cooking, Leah and I went running with Laura and her other athletes on River de Pere because that's close to where I live. And then we wanted to do a double that day because of KD eighty two. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah. Mm, that was I'm, a different time. Am I remembering it wrong? Maybe. It, I think we did. Yeah, the double day was. I met you First guys form. later. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry. 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 We, we hung out we way run too a much lot in our brains. <laughs> what was the chili day working. again? Well, we just made some chili in CD's house, and it had chocolate and beer in it, and it was really good. And then we went for a run while it was cooking, and then we came back and just had the best chili. Yes. It was like it needed an hour in the oven, so we were like, okay, let's go do a loop. <laughs> and we came back, and the house smelled like heaven. Yeah. It was because my work had a chili cook-off, so mm -hmm. that was for that. And I didn't win, so <laughs> that was very infuriating because it was like the most complicated chili recipe. I had to go. Buy all these fancy Mexican peppers on it mm. online, and I didn't win. <laughs> so good, it's so, very good chili. If I ever needed to do a food podcast, you Ooh. three would be the three that I would consult with. Nice, I sure. would definitely get on board yeah. with that. Okay. If we can like <laughs> taste test, <laughs> yeah. Oh like, well, yeah, we, we are gonna, I'm getting hungry. Just how <laughs> <No>, we do. <laughs> Oh well, let me chili. loop back to how you all got started with it, Renny. If you were going to give any advice to somebody who's considering. Getting starting in running, um, what sort of advice would that be? Mm. Mm. I'd just say find some friends, like join Big River or Big River Start 10K group. Everyone's really nice there too. But when you're running with other runners, they kind of talk you out of doing the dumb stuff. Like, because I was just talking about dumb things I did when I started running. like. They'll help educate you and explain like, oh, you need to eat this and you need to bring water and you need to um, run a couple days a week and all those things. And it just makes it more fun. I would say like, don't get too wrapped up in like paces and mileage and, you know, like seeing what other people are doing. Just kind of focus on yourself and like know that it's okay to, to take it slow and, you know, take your time to slowly build up some mileage um don't you know get too wrapped up in that and you know it's it's okay to walk mm -hmm. it's not yeah. i think we all kind of like think that walking's bad but you know it can be be helpful um so yeah i'd say just kind of take it slow and, and ease your way into it don't jump you know don't jump into the deep end right away mm -hmm. how easy is that for you girls do you find like you're just naturally competitive and so once you've reached a certain level it's hard to accept doing exactly like what Gretchen's talking about, being willing to take some time off, rest, maybe run at a slower pace? Well, I would say I definitely think like having social media, it's like a double-edged sword because you, you want to know what your friends are doing. You want to 
post your run and get kudos, but at the same time, you have you definitely get a little in influenced by other people's paces. But paces are just numbers. You don't know what they're going through during that run. Somebody might be running a really fast, easy quote day, but it might not actually be easy. So you know, I think for me, I always think about it. Doesn't really. Matter until the actual race day, right? You can run all of your miles at an easy conversational pace, but still build up the fitness you need for later on. So I don't try to just hammer all of my runs because I know that is going to wear you out before you actually need the strength.、Um, and like prior to getting on Strava, really, I just totally did not. Care at all? I just, <laughs>、um, I think being a pacer at Big River definitely was helpful、um, because I have an obligation to stay in a certain pace range. So it also, you know, I, I feel like okay, I can't go outside of the range too much because there are other people counting on me to keep their training in check.、Mm -hmm. So that was very helpful as well. Um, but yeah, I think if somebody's just starting, pace might not be the first thing on their mind, right? Sometimes it's just getting to that mileage or getting to a stage where they don't have to walk every other minute. And like, I, I get it. I've I've been at a place where I didn't know how to run. It's it's definitely it's. I think it's you just have to remember、um, consistency is more important than. A lot of other things, you know. And we all, when we started with Laura, she's made us all slow down, and that was hard <laughs>、mm. for some of us. I, I didn't like it <laughs> because I was like, "What am I doing? Like, this is boring, or it feels weird, or it's really hard to run slow, or how am I going to get faster?"、Um, and then I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute! Like, I don't feel dead every day after running." This feels good. It feels comfortable, and then and now she's slowly letting me go a little bit faster. So, yeah, we all had to experience that because Laura is all about the the easy pace, which you should be if you're a long longer distance athlete. You have to have a lot of easy pace runs.、So. Yeah, I think I learned kind of just, I guess, based on past experiences that my body recovers better when I'm. You know, taking an easy run, easy, and so I know. You know, I don't. I'm not just focused on. I want to run this year. Like I want to run for years and years and years. So I know, like, that I need to take the time to, you know, run slower, take my rest days, because you know I want to do this for the long haul. And I know that stuff's important. So I'm not, you know, burning myself out. Um. So Surfer View mentioned this a little bit earlier, but.、Uh, Tell me about the importance of being part of a running group like Big River Training Team or any of the other running communities in St. Louis. Yeah, I think it's one of the best things that's happened to me since I started running is to、uh, just being involved. Is because with my experience of running solo in a town that was not very conducive for running.、Um, I just didn't know what to expect when I moved back to St. Louis. I was doing a lot of solo miles in my neighborhood, trying to figure out the Southampton Lindenwood Park area. And honestly, I mean, it's fun to a certain extent, but then it got kind of monotonous because I was running the same thing all the time. And then I went to Big River South City Store for a week. I think it was a Monday run, and met a couple of runners there, and they told me about. 
hey, we have a Sunday training team coming up in July. That was 2021 in July. Uh, you should come check it out. And I was like, I'm not as fast. Is that going to be okay? And I said, no, it doesn't matter what pace you are. We, we have different pace groups and you're going to make a lot more friends. You can run beyond where you live. And that was really intriguing. And so I started and Gretchen was my pacer at the time. Um, so I was, you know, I ran with her a couple of seasons until I became a pacer. And it was really fun. I really enjoyed um, just not having to think about where we're going because the pacer was keeping track of that. Um, not having to worry about getting the pace right because the pacer was keeping track of that. And that was really awesome. And I got to talk to people about all sorts of things and made friends while doing it. Um, yeah, so it just kind of really, I think it changed my whole mentality about running. Um, I didn't used to think I would enjoy it because I had the same phase, like Leah said. I was just so antisocial, or so I thought, because I was like, COVID made everyone so atomized. You don't want to go out and try to reconnect with people again. You don't want to try to make new friends, and it felt really isolating. But Big River changed that. I really did think. Because um, now, like most of those people I hang out with are runners. Yeah. I more, A lot more than people I... I, you know, actually yeah. see on a day-to-day -day basis. So CD told us that she didn't have any friends. <laughs> and then what did Gretchen say to you? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so one time at the track at Summer Speed Work, I was telling Gretchen how I felt like it was really hard to make friends again. And she just said, oh, don't say that. I'll be your friend. <laughs> and that was, it meant a lot to me because I felt like, Wow, I guess I just have to go ask people. <laughs> and it felt weird because I was like, I'm, you know, I'm not a college kid anymore. I can't just go to an event and meet a bunch of younger people. But it's, it doesn't matter because I've made friends of all ages ever since I started running with Big River. Um, some of our good friends are much older than us. Um, Even older than me. <laughs> yeah. We were running in Kirkwood, which is where our Swan group meets, um, with Owen and Jeff and Virginia, David, that's kind of the Swan crew. Um, and we were running on the streets, and I teach in Kirkwood, so we often pass, we often hear the Miss Coke on the street, or in the track. But we ran past a family um, that I used to teach and waved to the mom and whatever. And the mom saw me at school a couple of days later and goes, that was so cute. Was that your dad? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, that was those are my friends. <laughs> so it's just, it's pretty funny. <laughs> we have a good time. Anybody else in terms of thoughts, in terms of uh, a running community, like Big River training team? Yeah, I mean, for me, I was, you know, also kind of skeptical about running with a group of people and, you know, I'd never done it before and, you know, you think, are they going to be too fast and are they going to like me and yada yada. Um, but I signed up for my first marathon and I started, you know, looking at the mileage and I'm like 20 miles, like, how am I going to do that by myself? Uh, so someone had mentioned that Big River, obviously I knew Big River um, as a, you know, shoe store running you know, store, um, but someone was like, they do this training team and you should check it out. So I went the first day and I was like, okay, I don't really know what group I should be running with. 10 minutes seems like a good, a good group. Um, so yeah, I 
start at week one and I stuck with it throughout that first season and it was just super nice to be able to talk to people because you know I was still very inexperienced as a runner especially running a marathon um who so, was your pacer um his name was David he actually doesn't pace anymore uh. obviously um uh but he just like you know talking to other people that had had experience running a marathon and knowing you know what they were doing for hydration and nutrition and just different little tips here and there was extremely helpful and yeah and then you know obviously as the years went on I gained friends that I hang out with all the time either running or not running um you know making chili <laughs> um so yeah it's just it's become more than just about running it's you mm -hmm. know these are my friends now yeah. yeah and like I started pacing last season so spring of this year and I think that also was a very new but rewarding experience because I used to always just follow Gretchen <laughs> and then I thought I want to pay back to this community because yeah it's really made my life so much more enriched and positive so I signed up to be a pacer so I paced a 10:30 ish group now and last season I was really surprised at how nice everyone was to me because I was really terrified. I was like, I'm new. Are they going to trust me? Are they going to think I don't know what I'm doing? Am I going to get lost? But none of that happened. Everyone was really nice. I made friends that I still hang out with. And actually, at the end of the season, one of the members actually gave me a little gift card to Big River. Mm. And I thought that was the sweetest thing. Cause yeah, so nice. They really appreciated you. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually would tell me I would not have finished my race if you didn't help us this season. And I was like, wow, I totally did not think I was making that much of an impact. But, you know, it's the little, just a little showing up every week and being there. You don't know what kind of good you can do for someone, yeah. especially when you're all like grinding through a really long run. And it's definitely helpful when there's just even just one other person there that's understanding what you're going through i think that was really good and uh, i will keep doing this as long as i can so i can you know keep helping more people and just continue on this yeah and i think that's kind of how i would always tell people like just try to be involved in some kind of group you you'll be surprised yeah you know, obviously not it's not for everyone, and not every group is going to be your cup of tea, but you can always shop around. Not just Big River, there are a lot of other running groups and clubs just all around this St. Louis area, mm -hmm. and you'll definitely find your people somewhere. I've had fun coaching Start 10K this year, um, that's more so beginning runners, so that's really interesting to see too. And the people are so excited to like hit their milestones like when we did our first one hour run like they were just so proud of themselves so that's kind of been cool getting to see a different side of it like runners are just starting out and they all showed up the first day like without water bottles and like just like <laughs> stuff that it's like all right guys like teach a lot of like instruction and in teaching them um but it's really cool so have all three of you been either pacers or like uh, instructors at some level um, um yeah as of this season yes mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i just started yeah. this one this year. yeah so tell me about what are do you think are like the highs of being a, a pacer and what are some of the challenges that you face being a pacer i mean the highs are definitely just uh 
you know, having people kind of meet those milestones. I mean, obviously we're, you know, pacing folks that have hopefully done some sort of like running before, not like Leah just starting out. Um, But still it's like, you know, training, we have a lot of people that train for their first full marathon or even half marathon. And, you know, sometimes they've never reached a distance before. So just kind of being able to to help them do that is really cool. And then obviously race day, seeing them actually finish a race. And, you know, it's something that they probably think like, you know, I never thought I could run a half marathon or a full marathon. And, you know, seeing them cross the finish line and, you know, they're just overwhelmed with like the excitement and enjoyment. I mean, you know, just feeling so good and like knowing that as a pacer, we had some small yeah, piece in right. them reaching that goal that they wanted to yeah. get to. I think that's probably the really, the, the positive and really cool thing to see. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really know if a negative really comes to mind. I mean, obviously you're good at directions. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm good at directions according to CD. I mean, obviously it is, you know, a little bit of a time commitment, but I mean, you you're going to run anyway. Yeah. I'm going to run anyway. So I might as well do it and, you know, help someone and, yeah, um, along the way. So I don't really see. I don't. Yeah, I negative. mean, I wouldn't call it a negative, but yeah. it's like I, I'm not the best at finding places just regularly, and I kind of took up the pacing role to train myself to be more cognitive of that. And um, I have this app on my phone that would tell me in my uh, like open ear headphones so I can still hear the team when we're running but it will give me instructions on like routes that are more complicated so I can still keep everyone on track um, and I think that's definitely gotten me a lot more familiar with certain areas of this of this city because there are some especially when they roll out a new route sometimes and you are like okay I have never been to this area and I really have to pay attention and I think you know, that's that's just what's challenging for me, but I don't think it's what bothers everyone. And also, Big River's really supportive. And Liz from the 1130 group, she laminates routes with big fonts for all of us if we need help with routes, and I thought that was really awesome. So, you know, it's not really a downside, it's just... You can get the support you need if you do run into issues. Um, yeah, and I think sometimes I worry if my runners kind of fall behind if they're having a hard day. Um, so I will always like kind of have to keep in mind um, to look back to check and wait for them if you need to. Uh, it's more important that they get back safely and hit their yeah. goal than I do it because you know I haven't obligation to not lose anyone um i will say so far i haven't had anybody injured so that's a big win good. Mm. yeah i would say yeah. maybe a challenge is the some of the drivers on the roads sometimes yeah. can be a little tricky like you got to be kind of paying attention to that because yeah, absolutely no yep. yeah because yeah like you said you don't want anyone to get injured or get hurt or anything so you got to be like thinking about everyone gretchen always has a really big group Every, <laughs> everybody runs at 10 minutes a mile and I, I, I would be so nervous if I had to get everyone through a broken sidewalk like that. Like I think I'm lucky my group's a little smaller but it's still something that I would have to be extra careful because 
The city roads can be actually a lot more dangerous than out in a, on a trail somewhere because um, sidewalks are unpredictable. They can get broken um, or there's dents here and there and I think, you know, those are things I never thought about before I started pacing because someone else was leading the way and I had more attention span for myself. But when you're pacing, you kind of have to take all that into consideration. And I think that was definitely, um, it's something you, you just have to be mindful of. But I wouldn't say like, it deterred me from wanting to keep pacing because it's, it's good practice. You know, I, I think it makes you a better leader just in a lot of things in life. Um, and it's also, um, for me at least, I got so much better with directions just in the past year. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and, and... Have you ever gotten lost? One tiny time when I was actually inside a forest park. We were supposed to go up the dino hill, but I took everybody on to the golf course. And that was, I don't know what happened. But it's okay, nobody was mad because they were like, okay, we're, the end is right there. We'll just go on a different little path. But it was funny because that was like the only time at the place where nobody would normally get lost. Right. Yeah. Far, far, I feel yeah. like that kind of happens though. That's like, I feel like there's been other pacers that have gotten lost on like pretty straightforward routes. So yeah. you just really never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes at like six in the morning, your brain's not yeah, fully not functional. Cooking. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to help somebody pick their starting pace, um, what sort of things would you tell a person to consider when they're trying to figure out what type of pace is right for them? Mm. I mean, I guess if, they, if they've run a race in the past mm -hmm. using, I think, that time um, to kind of as like a starting point. But, I mean, I definitely lean towards the, you know, run slower on your long run so i you know anywhere from like a minute to two minutes slower than like your race pace i mean obviously if you're trying to hit like i'm trying to run an eight minute mile for a marathon you know probably running anywhere from like 9 30 to 10 minutes for your training long runs um so yeah i guess you're either your goal pace for your race or if you race before and you know that pace kind of using that as a benchmark factor. yeah benchmark yeah. okay and i i think sometimes if somebody's never run before all these jargons can kind of scare them off they'll be like okay what is the threshold what is the tempo it doesn't make any sense i'm just struggling to get some miles in and i think um if that's the case um i typically tell them just make sure you can still talk in complete sentences I think that's a good way to check because I think when you first started running, you might just be like, okay, I had to go kind of fast, even if I'm not good at it, but then you won't go far, right? You'd be like a block down the road, you're already huffing, um, just kind of like huffing and puffing. So just be sure that you can still talk to somebody. It might be helpful to just find a buddy because then you can keep the chat going, then you know you're not going too fast. Um, yeah, and um, so yeah, I definitely think that's where I was because I had a coworker who recently wanted to start running longer because we had this charity called Pedal the Cost going on at Sightman, and my coworker signed up, and he's 
He's been like a more of a sprint athlete. He's done tr short triathlons and stuff, but never anything longer than the 5K. And he asked me, okay, if I want to pledge to run about a half distance for raising money, how can I get up there without dying? Because, you know, he's always competed in short distances. So I was like, you know, just maybe try talking when you're running. Because I believe when you were racing before, you were just dying the whole time, right? You couldn't talk. You couldn't say a single word. Just slow down to a pace where you can keep a conversation going. And that's a good place to start. And then you will see your mileage go up naturally because you, you're not depleting everything as you're going. And yeah. That's how I would tell somebody to pick a pace. Good. So let's talk about races. Mm. What's been your favorite or most exciting or most memorable race? Um, and why? So my very first half marathon um, was Rock the Parkway in Kansas City. Um, I think it's two kind of two factors of why it's my favorite. I mean, I, it was my very first full or sorry, my very first half marathon. Um, prior to that, I think I mentioned I had foot surgery. Um, and kind of coming back from that, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to run, you know, further than a 10K. There's no way I could ever do a half marathon. Um, and so I had signed up for it and I was like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. So I crossed the finish line and I was like, oh my gosh, I just finished my first half marathon. I never thought I would like my body would allow me to do it and I did it so like super super excited um but secondly I mean it's a great race it's through like some really like nice cool big house neighborhoods in Kansas City um it's I don't think it's that hilly of a course some other people might think it's a little hilly um but we live in St. Louis so obviously we run a lot of hills anyways <laughs> Um, but it's a great course as well. But so I think it's kind of probably more sentimental than the actual yeah. race itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think like I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's a couple that I really liked, um, but the ones that really you know after the like an afterthought that I really enjoyed wasn't even one that I performed super well. Like I we talked about how we went to the indie marathon and that was a terrible day for a race. It was. 30 mile, at least 30 mile per hour, headwind, blustery day, and it rained at the start, and it was gloomy, um, and the wind was just like, it made all of our backs hurt, because you had to keep yourself upright, um, and the race was like, basically the three of us uh, ran most of it together until the last nine-ish miles. Gretchen just started bonking yeah. really hard. I, I hit I hit some sort of wall very hard. <laughs> and and I was like, okay, I guess I'll just uh, adjust so I can still stick around. Because I was thinking, if I were her, I've still got a, another nine miles to go. I would have just like quit by then because it's it's ter it's a terrible day and our stomachs were like not doing great. Um, it was nothing we expected. So I basically, I was like, Gretchen is fine. I'll just run with you. So we actually still kept a pretty good effort. We were going in bouts. So we would, if we hit a water stop, we will actually just walk. And then once we get our fluids and rested a little bit, we'll go into like a, a little faster pace. And we went about that for like, 
more than an hour and then we still finished neither of us quit and i think that was like and it was funny because leah she was able to pull it together a little better so we found her at the finish line and she sat there just delirious she had this look on her face that was like where am i what day is today what did i just do and then she told us afterwards that she actually lost her ability to count miles around 22 or 23 miles in she was like i don't know what's the next mile after 22. um so yeah even you know i feel like even without hitting the wall she wasn't having the greatest time either because of the challenging <laughs> conditions but you know it we all came out of the race becoming better friends and it didn't really matter that we didn't have to you know the fastest marathon time but it was something that i guess i wouldn't have realized how much i enjoyed it if i didn't I, that kind of made me want to be a pacer actually because i realized yeah. that it matters more that you actually get to help someone when you're running yeah. and you you stick around when it's hard and that was what i liked the most about that race and it's actually a fantastic course it is a great course <laughs> it's just uh i would do it again on yeah. a better day yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean obviously i have a cd to thank for getting me uh to that finish line but uh, i mean neat. yeah i knew i wasn't gonna just like drop out of the race but it would have been I miserable i probably would have just been walking the whole time and that would have not been fun yeah it was I don't think we met a single person that looked like they had it together. <laughs> yeah. Because you were getting assaulted by leaves. Yeah. It was so windy. My hat flew off at one point. Yeah. And it was, but the, the city is really electric about it though. They, no one, the, the, the spectators, they didn't go home. They yeah. stood in that with us and people were out with their Halloween candies because it was in early November. Um, and they, cheered us on there was a guy who rented a dj in his garage and just like blasted music the whole time i thought that was amazing yeah. like to go that far <laughs> to, to watch a race so it's definitely a great course i would recommend to everyone it's not yeah. hilly at all and a lot of people get their prs or even qualify for boston there um i, I would go back just when i have probably a better weather forecast <laughs> yeah so for listeners who may wonder why leah's been so quiet she actually had to take off a few minutes ago so it's just gretchen cd and uh, me right now okay so that's your favorite or most memorable race let's flip it around now what's been your most challenging or least favorite either race or it could be a training event you pick it and why uh, I would say the most challenging race I've ever done was the, or is the Innsbruck uh, half marathon. It's insanely hilly mm -hmm. and yep. it's a lot of like gravel Ugh. and it's like you're going downhill and gravel, loose gravel. Um, so it's very, very challenging for a half marathon. So if anyone is interested in looking for a very hilly half marathon, that is your one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I felt the day was nice. The weather was beautiful. I mean, it's very, very pretty because it's in October. So yeah. obviously you get all those fall colors. Um, but yeah, the first nine miles, there are a lot of hills. I was going to say Innsbruck is like where people go to a cabin and 
fish and do all that stuff because it's all pretty wild. Yeah. I, I had a friend who said her minivan couldn't even back out of the cabin's driveway because it was so hilly. Yeah, actually yeah. my, my I guess my favorite story, which after I say it is going to sound kind of cruel a little bit, but there was a kid, like a little kid, he was probably like 11 or 12, and we were probably about a mile from the finish line, and he is sobbing. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like, how am I going to do this? Like, why did Aww. I do this? Like, he was just so distraught and i was like we're almost there like just let's keep going but he was just sobbing i was like kid i feel that i feel you mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's it was tough yeah makes me like mildly intrigued but i don't know <laughs> if i want to do it um yeah my most challenging so well it's like a series it's not just one race so i i loathe cold weather with a passion. I grew up in the tropics on an island, so St. Louis is actually too cold for me. And I signed up for the snowball series with um, Fleet Feet last, well, this winter. So it was from January through late February. Um, there were four races. Every other weekend you go somewhere else, some are different, um, and you run in the cold. And there were some where it was definitely below freezing and it was my, I guess I did it because I wanted something that's extra challenging. That's something I definitely do not want to do, but I signed up, I got to get my money's worth and you know, they made the medals really pretty. And if you finish all of them, you get a little rack to put all your medals on there. So I was like, I'm going to finish it no matter what. And I did do all of them except for the first one which was on new year's day all the other three were really really cold um and i just remember being really bundled up first thing in the morning just dreading this race um but you know what it actually wasn't too bad in terms of making me run faster because all i wanted was to be done and <laughs> and i actually did some pretty good performances during those races except that you know, I was mentally just suffering. Um, but yeah, if you really want a challenge, just get up at 6 in the morning, probably earlier than that. I don't even know what time they start, but get up really early in the morning and put on all your really clumsy winter running gear and do one of these winter races in St. Louis. They also have a Frostbite series that's run by St. Louis Track Club. I didn't sign up because even the name scared me. I, because I, I actually am very prone to getting little frostbites, so I was like, nope. And I was right because they have that. They had that race every other weekend, alternating with the snowballs, and they got worse weather than ours. I am pretty sure because there was a day where the Olympian Colin Quigley was in town. That was mm -hmm. on the maybe the first or the second frostbite weekend and it was negative 18 or something stupid like that and a lot of people went because they wanted to see her and i was just thinking wow i i would probably just not go <laughs> that just sounds so awful <laughs> yeah but that's the most challenging for me so what do you do with all your medals do you storm do you just throw them in a cordboard box do you have a specific area in the house I have this little thing that hangs on the wall and has like pegs mm -hmm. 
and then so I put them all there. Um, and it has little clips for like your bibs. I don't keep all of my bibs, um, but so they're on there, but I've had to now double up on the little hooks. So we'll see what happens when I run out of space there. So my rental house doesn't let you mount things on walls. So I couldn't get a metal rack on there. Um, but I do have a it's a copper box, yes, but it's a fancier one. <laughs> so every year, Pedal the Cost sends you this whole box of charity-related swag and stuff, and it's a really sturdy box, and it actually has, you know, biking and running and all that on it, so it's not totally unrelated. So I have a few of those boxes, and I have one for medals, one for bibs, one for race-related, you know, little souvenirs, and my hope is when I actually, you know, move somewhere else where I can have a dedicated space, I will get one of those racks. And then it also has a little chalkboard that lets you write your PR on there. And then maybe a place where you can hang the bibs. Um, some of the bibs, I had to like think really hard what they were for. Cause sometimes they don't have the race name on it. And you just kind of have to remember or, or flip through your old photos, trying to find the same bib number <laughs> to remember. So now I just kind of write the race name at the back. Um, and that was, um, yeah, but I have plans to make a little space like what Gretchen has, just not right now. They're in a box, yes. <laughs> All right, so we begin to wind things down. Mm -hmm. Final question. It's one of my favorite ones, uh, relationships. The girls have kind of alluded to this already, but tell me about some of the relationships that you're able to develop through and because of running and being a member of a running community like Big River Training Team. I mean, obviously, we've all become friends. Um, I mean, I know we've alluded that some of our running friends are a little older. I mean, they are like the same ages as my parents. Um, so I probably like wouldn't have become yeah. friends with some of them just just sure. based on age yeah. difference right. yeah. um you know we're at different stages and parts of our lives mm -hmm. um but you know it's been interesting to like kind of see how they you know not only their relationship with running but you know different things they've gone through through you know their lives and how i could use that and like to go forward with my life as well um i think it's been interesting just because you know for them to be able to continue to run well into their 60s, I think it's very impressive. And, you know, I kind of, like, admire them and want to be them when I'm their age. <laughs> and uh, Robert, too. Robert's still yeah. meddling in yeah. races. It's pretty awesome. I know. I, I think about that. I'm like, wow, I'm only 29. I want to be still fit when I'm older. And that definitely having these having exposure to people who have very different backgrounds was super helpful especially mm -hmm. i think when you're an adult you work in a certain field and you kind of have this little tiny circle of people who have to do the same job as you who probably has similar education background too and yeah it's it's not easy to make friends outside of that if you don't have um you know a very mixed group of people just available every week it's actually very 
I feel like the kind of opportunity a running club like Big River provides is actually very rare for working adults because you're like, where am I going to go make friends? But having been with Big River for a couple years, it's like I have met so many people that had all kinds of different jobs Mm -hmm. I would not have met otherwise. Um, Yeah, and we've seen friends in the running group that just, you know, got married or got pregnant and had children and all that. And it's like all kinds of things in life that you don't get to see if you just stay in your little tiny bubble. Especially for me, I still sometimes feel like it's hard to look beyond the ivory tower sometimes being a grad student, but the definitely the running group has helped a lot. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think these relationships that you make will likely last beyond just the miles you do together and then like if you think about it it's a lot of time to spend with someone if you're running three hours together on a weekend you better become friends yeah (laughs) how are you gonna suffer through that if you hate that person and it's definitely i feel like you know if somebody was willing to run 15 miles with me they're probably down to go get coffee somewhere and just hang out and that's that's all this is about like um we it's not just us we have a bunch of other people that we've met through running and um it's definitely very interesting um we should tell them about david's costume oh yeah i would say this like one other thing i was thinking when you were talking cd was just like you know running we have all these like different backgrounds and everything and we have different experiences but I think running is like the unifying thing. Like yeah. we all, Amen. I mean, yeah. we all obviously signed up to run, and then you come together with this group of people, and you just have so many different perspectives on yeah. running and life, and you know everything under the sun. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, David likes to um, go all out. Go all out for uh, his race support. So if he knows someone is running a particular race, he goes to a costume shop here in St. Louis and buys or rents costumes to wear. Um, I think the one that I still, so Owen was doing a 50K yep. out at Pier Marquette, which is obviously very um, hilly mm. as well and difficult. Um, so we were like, okay, we want to support Owen. Like, we'll just go. And David's like, wait, guys, I got to get a costume. <laughs> and we're like, a costume? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, this is what I do. I'm like, okay. So he rented a Bugs Bunny full-on head, everything, costume. Yeah, the whole nine yards. So we go out to Pier Marquette to cheer on Owen, and it's a trail race. We are basically the only people cheering any anyone on. <laughs> yep. And we have Bugs Bunny with us. And the other runners were like, this is too early in the race to be hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah, it was, and, and he's been doing this for a long time. He was Clifford the dog. And he's Chewbacca. One, yeah, he was Chewbacca in this year's Go St. Louis. I didn't even realize that was him. That's how good the disguise was. Yeah. Because he, before the race, he would always send out some cryptic message in the group. Who'd be like, may the fourth be with you guys? And then we we're like, that was a random thing to say. And then he was Chewbacca. So, yeah, it was definitely, um, it's like just the silly things. Like, I would never have run into these people, yeah. no pun intended, if I didn't join the running group. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
I agree 100%. Um, so ladies, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to meet with me and record this podcast. I know it's been a challenge. <laughs> really a challenge. I'm glad we did it. To all my listeners out in Podville, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. To a special friend of mine, I love you dearly. To all my other listeners, thank you again for listening. This has been another episode of Real Friends. That's a wrap. Yay! <laughs> oh, we finally got it in the That's good. So. Yeah. Oh. I don't think I, know, I was going to go yell. I was going to go up there and yell at the kids. Like, I, wondered, I wondered what there was like this periodic. Was it the water? I think it was the water. And then every once in a while, I would hear. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as no. last no. time, for sure. This is no, like guy Before, I mean, we were like right next to everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. And then, so this would be good. Right. So. It's crazy how uh, it's actually chilling. I know, I'm, I'm have goosebumps. I've been like, <laughs> I'm so thankful. I'm going to wash your shirt because I've been sweating in it now. Because um, my shorts are wet, obviously. But uh, yes, this shirt made a huge difference because otherwise I would have been. You know, oh, I yeah. was. You, you would have been like, you would have heard your, right, your teeth chattering in August. Right? That's like, crazy. After this past week when it was so hot. I know, it's totally crazy. That's totally why I was crazy. like, I'm not going to be cold. I'll be fine. I know. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, but wow. Wow. Like, I almost feel like I'm almost colder today than I was when we did it in March. Yeah. Yeah. I think it must be that we just get used to the hot weather and yeah. then this transition all of a sudden really yeah. gets cold. So, wow. Okay, Robert.
do you want to use this for the cover? <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a... I like right? it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was candid, actually. Yeah, we were just standing there, and she was like, wait a minute. Wait, stand, stay there. <laughs> who, who took the picture for you? Uh, Stephanie Settle, I think that's we her name. We were doing pics for Laura Phila's website. Yeah. And she, she, she has this photographer that she works with at Titanium Fitness. Yeah. And this lady, she's like... She has very good senses of what's a good photo and all that. So like, she kept telling us to do things when we weren't even paying attention, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was it all turned out pretty good. So, do all of you train with? Uh, yeah, yeah, Laura. Fitness? No, not at Titanium. We do Phila Endurance. So Laura's our coach. Okay. I know Kim lifts with her too. Yeah. So yeah. like, she has different plans, mm-hmm. and then some people would do more than just running but mm-hmm. we just do well she you have like an one an hour or whatever thing she gave you, you right ah uh, no it's just like a 20 minute oh okay like strength training okay. video thing yeah she uh yeah i started because i saw kim training with her and then i guess i kind of got them into training with her yes yeah cdd and it's been a positive experience for all of you? We are, we love it. We're yeah. setting PRs and... It's hard. It. It's, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. She, it's things you don't like, want to do yeah. all the time, right. necessarily. But you know it's like something you should be yeah. doing. Yeah. She's like, she, she looks really if you nice. Get better. But she's thinking about how to make your life really hard <laughs> this week. Yeah. Thank you, girls. Oh, Definitely yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, um, of course.